0: I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Send me, Lord. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys listening to this episode of this podcast, and we'd appreciate, as always, if you guys would share this episode of this podcast to those around you, those who are doing sidewalk ministry, who would be a blessing, um, who this episode would be a blessing to. And um, we encourage you guys also to leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast service that you use. We would certainly love to hear um, some positive reviews, and um, we'd like to hear some feedback from you guys on these episodes. What episodes have been a blessing to you? What subjects have we covered that have been a tremendous blessing? What have, um, what have we missed? What have we not covered that you think um, would be a blessing for us to cover? We'd love to hear from you, so we'll give our email addresses at the end of this episode so you can reach out to us. But um, let's let's jump into our subject, Vicky. We were just talking before we started recording, and um, and kind of you're looking at subjects and things. We have a few topics we're going to cover in in some other episodes, and uh, but this episode we're going to kind of wing it and really go off of a situation that you had yesterday right. with a mom who yeah. was at the abortion center. And talk through that situation because this was a situation not uncommon actually. I mean, maybe a little a little uncommon in that it was more intense than some of these situations are, some of these conversations are. Um, but the spiritual warfare component is is a reality in what we're dealing with. Like there's spiritual warfare. Um, but I think the kind of the main marker of this conversation why we wanted to talk about it is because there was an intense and and pretty. Um, Uh, I guess, long conversation that had a lot of spiritual warfare. There's just evidence in that conversation for what you explained to me um, that like, okay, some, some demonic stuff is going on behind the scenes and some truth from God's word needs to be spoken to counteract the lies of the devil that are being spoken into this mom's life. And like, I don't know. So you just lay out the scenario so people can kind of enter into that conversation with you. And then we'll talk through the different things that came up and, and hopefully we can empower and encourage those who are listening.
1: Sure. And I um, in the discussion that Daniel and I had prior to starting this podcast, I really like what you said, Daniel. And I think it'd be good as kind of a, a summary for them to hear um, as after, you know, before I present the the scenario. But what, what you said about when a conversation goes on, especially when a conversation goes on so long, I mean, it was it was probably three hours total. And you talked yeah. about how the moms are really wanting or looking for two things as they're engaged in this really long discussion with us. And I thought you nailed it, that that was what was going on in in this yeah. mother.
0: Yeah. So, and actually this came up yesterday. I was in Ventura County here in Southern California, and there was a dad out in front of the abortion center. He was in his car for the longest of times. And I was calling out, trying to reach out to him then he got out of his car to smoke and he'd been smoking in his car. So it's like, okay, why did he get out of his car to smoke? And uh, then he started, as I was continuing to call out and offer help and then share the truth about his baby and all that stuff, he started to call out pretty angrily, right? And so he was pretty mad at me, but he still kept engaging. and He still stayed outside of his car. And I told the folks that are there, you, you have to ask yourself, okay, he was smoking inside of his car. Why did he get out of his car to smoke? Hmm. And I believe it's because even though he didn't want to hear the truth, he wanted to hear the truth. And the same is true of these moms that we minister to. There's so much spiritual warfare. There's so much confusion going on. There's so much demonic stuff going on behind the scenes in their lives. And then, of course, there's God doing his work behind the scenes in their lives as well. That in reality, these men and these women especially are grasping for two things. They're grasping for justification. To go through with the abortion and they're grasping for a justification to leave the abortion clinic. So they're grasping that that whole battle between light and darkness, life and death is playing out in their minds because you see some things. It's like with that young man, if he didn't want to hear what I had to say, all he had to do was stay in his car. He could have turned up his music or whatever. I mean, it's not like I was being obnoxiously loud or anything like that. I would guess in his vehicle he could barely hear what I was saying. And yet he got out of his vehicle and he stayed outside for a, not just for a few minutes. I mean, for a lengthy period of time, obviously listening to what I'm, I was saying. Right. And so again, these, these men and women, and that's why we talked about in some of our trainings, we talk about this. And I think we, I know we did a podcast a long time ago about this, about the message of forgiveness is that we don't want, as they're grasping for a justification to abort, we don't want to give them any ground for that justification. And so when we talk about, like, if to me, one of the worst possible things you can say at an abortion center is to a mom walking in or to a dad that's out there waiting on his girlfriend. If you abort this baby, God will forgive you. To me, that's like one of the worst things you can possibly say. Yeah. First of all, it's not necessarily true. Like God's not beholden to anyone. He doesn't have to forgive anyone for anything. So the, the idea that God will forgive you, that somehow forgiveness is automatic, is not true. It's not biblical. Now, I think more biblically would be, you know, if you abort this baby, but you repent, God is willing to forgive you. But I still don't even think that's a, a good message um, to really bring, because they will grasp and they will latch onto that as justification to abort. Again, they're grasping for two things. They're grasping for a justification to abort. And they're grasping for a justification to leave the abortion clinic and not have the abortion. So again, there's that that battle in their hearts and their minds you know, that the scripture talks about, that battle between the flesh and uh and the spirit, right? Yeah. That's going on. These these two things in their mind. And so, um, yeah, I think as we talk through this situation that you faced yesterday, um, that's obviously that's gonna be evident to the people that are listening because it was evident to you. Um, but again, it's a, it's, it's a regular reality at the abortion center. Yeah, this, it this is. And grasping.
1: I, right. And I really, really liked how, how you, uh, summarize those two things that they're looking for because I, I had not labeled it, but that was, those two things were going through my head the entire time that I was counseling this woman. And I was weighing everything I was going to say based on which, how do I, speak truth without feeding into that desire to justify but how do i tap into that part of her that wanted to be talked out of it and be gentle enough that i i don't drive her into the other side <laughs> so yeah, um exactly. so i was really that it i was very aware of both of those truths of of what yeah. the woman was seeking and i think we could probably safely say that anyone engaged in a conversation, this took, this was three hours. If that woman doesn't get up and leave or the guy doesn't get in his car and drive away, that battle is going on in them. And so I think you don't give up. You don't give up if they're still listening. Now in the case of, um, we have talked about if, if it's where the abortion is about to arrive and, and someone's listening and carrying on a long conversation with you and that baby's about to die. We do cut it off to kind of tell them, go back in there, go and get her out of there because the baby. Yeah, yeah,
0: when we're talking about the man, right, of course. right.
1: But if if you're with that dis- mom,
0: I'm going to I'm going to have a conversation with her till till the sun goes down. Exactly. right? As long as she's not going inside of that abortion center. But, yeah, with the dads, there's a sense of urgency that. You know, I'm not going to go back and forth with him forever on you know right. whatever it might be. Right. I'm going to always bring it around mm-hmm. to go in there and get her out of this place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of kind of, of course, what you're talking about. But like you said, the fact that they're hanging around and listening to you is evidence, again, that they're grasping for something they want to they want to latch on to something that really will either give them the power the strength to leave that place not have the abortion or go in there and get her out of that place right. or that will say oh okay well then it's okay that we abort cuz you know, god will forgive us later yeah. or it's not a baby or whatever kind of justification right. they right. want to grab onto
1: yeah so so the the story is that um she had actually left another abortion center just around the corner from the one where uh where our mobile ultrasound rv is parked and she left And the, the counselor at the other abortion center, she stopped for him. She said she spoke almost no English, but he was able to convey to her that we could give her free ultrasound. And,
0: um, did, yeah, just let let me kind of paint that picture as well, because in Charlotte, there are two abortion centers that are pretty close together. I mean, they're within five minutes of each other. Right. One of them's on a busy road. That's the one that she was initially at. Correct. And then one of them is kind of the, the main abortion clinic where we reach out at on Latrobe Drive. If you guys that are listening have been out there, yeah. maybe to a prayer walk or whatever, you, you know what we're talking about. And just as a little side note, one of the things that Elijah, who's the guy who had initially reached out to her, if I'm not mistaken, yes. does, is he's got because the mobile unit stays parked at the Latrobe Abortion Center. He's got these little cards that have actually like a map and directions in English on one side to the mobile unit. And then on the back side, um there's it's in Spanish so that they can get the turn by turn directions to get there, um, which is like, you know, kind of again, side note, something good for you guys to have. If there's a pregnancy center down the road or whatever, to have just like some little cards or something that just have directions, English on one side, Spanish on the other. Um, it's a good way to get her over there. So anyway, you laid out the scenario. Yeah. I just wanted to, yeah. to so bring that's, that and, in. And
1: that was really wise of Elisha to to think up that that would be a useful card. It's been very useful. But anyway, he yeah. called me and and uh, and said, this woman is going heading over right now to the RV. Uh, she only speaks Spanish, so he knew I wasn't at that abortion center. I had actually just left him <laughs> and gone home, so he knew I wasn't there. But he knew that I know our our Hispanics or Spanish speaking counselors. So I was calling yeah. um, counselors that that speak Spanish and the, and calling the counselor who was there at at Latrobe on the RV, letting her know we're we're trying to find a Spanish-speaking translator for you. And it just so happened that a guy that, that we've trained, but he just has such a busy schedule, he never shows up. He happened to be there just by... Chance, air yeah, quotes, air quotes. <laughs> and um, his name is Henry, and he's Hispanic. He speaks Spanish, so um, we don't normally have a guy come on. But if you know if, if there's no one else that speaks Spanish, that's a woman to go on the uh, the RV or the mobile ultrasound unit, then then we do. So so we sent Henry on, and I found a one of our women counselors who would be able to to speak by phone during the ultrasound itself in the back room, because obviously Henry could not go back there. And to complicate matters, there were three women that wanted to go on the RV simultaneously. Two of them were Hispanic and only Spanish speaking. Henry happened again to be there that day. So I advised probably in retrospect, not wise advice. Um, I told uh, our counselor, Mandy, just take, Take them both on the two Hispanic women at the same time, because your job yeah. is. And these
0: are two ladies going to the abortion center. Um, from I mean, they weren't they coming know each with other, each other. Right. They didn't know each other, so <laughs> they were moms going into the abortion center and just wanted to go on the the mobile ultrasound unit right. at the same time. What well, so, yeah, and so and both presumably
1: both had presumably chosen life. So I'm thinking, okay, it's also towards the end of the morning. And I'm thinking, I yeah. don't know how long the nurse can stay, how long the RV driver can stay, or Mandy herself, the counselor, could stay. Let's let's do the smart thing and, and counsel the two women together in terms of giving them a mentor, sharing the gospel. And, of course, they would go back for the ultrasound itself individually. Yeah. Um, I had no idea that one of those moms was the situation that, that we ended up facing. Otherwise I would never have recommended that. So it's chaos on the RV. I'm not there. Um, although partway through the, they, they counseled the first woman. She was, she was very, she was on board. She had a, um, really, really desperate situation, but she truly had chosen life and, um, and was overjoyed to see her baby. And so she's being counseled back in the back room while she's getting the ultrasound, uh, by the nurse. And Mandy has had begun counseling the person that Elijah had sent over with the help of Henry, the translator. And she texted me and said, This is one of the hardest hearted people I have ever spoken with. I've said everything I know to say. Can you come help? And yeah. that rarely happens. So I knew, oh boy, this is, a, this is going to be a rough one. So Mandy had been counseling her at the point. I said, I can be there. Yes, I'll, I, I'll go in the, get in the car right now, but it's going to be 25 minutes before I get there. Can you keep her there? Mandy said, I'll try. She had already been there an hour. Um, yeah. By the time that I would have arrived, she would have been counseled already for an hour. So um, I'm, <laughs> uh, I arrive... And use my limited Spanish that I, I do know some because I'm taking Spanish. I'm using Duolingo. For all of you that, that counts a lot of Hispanic women, I recommend Duolingo. Great program, free. And I, I knew enough that I could introduce myself. I could say, how are you? And I could even understand parts of when she was saying how she was feeling. So, yeah. um, and I thought that was actually, again, the whole way over I'm praying, just, I knew this was going to be hard. I I had no idea what I was going to say and just prayed, Holy Spirit, fill me. I give me the words, um, because Mandy is a great counselor. And if Mandy's feeling like I don't know what else to do, then, um, I knew this was, you know. Intense spiritual warfare yeah. going on. Yeah. So um, the uh, the woman had uh, already told Mandy she didn't have a problem with resources. There were two men in her life, one either a husband or ex-husband, one the current boyfriend. Both uh, w- wanted to help. Both told her don't kill the baby. Wow. She had people in her life that could uh help with resources even before we offered any. Um she had other children, but she just she just kept saying, I don't love this baby. I don't want this baby. I want to abort this baby. I don't know why. She kept saying that.
0: Yeah. Well, um she kept saying I don't know why.
1: I don't know why. She kept saying that, I, I don't know why. And she did say, that she said that a lot to Mandy, a little bit less with me. But at one point, after I'd been counseling her for about an hour, she, she again said, I don't know why. And I, and I was pretty blunt. I said, well, I'll tell you why. Um, the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And you are not resisting the devil if you are still entertaining the idea of abortion, you are giving Satan a, a foothold and yeah. he will continue to give you the this terrible thing you don't want to do as something you should do. You need to slam the door shut on abortion, resist the devil. And that's how he will flee. Um, yeah. But so f- Henry was wonderful, um, faithfully translated everything that that I said, and I knew that the development of the baby had been heavily discussed already with Mandy, as had now she
0: was uh, from what I remember you told me she was pretty far along in her pregnancy, right? right?
1: And and resources had already been discussed. She was twenty five weeks. Yeah. Now, knowing that, that's why she left. Now I understood because Um, Elijah thought she seemed really amenable to the ultrasound. And I asked, well, she said she was abortion minded. And he said, yes. And I said, well, then why'd she leave? And he didn't know because he couldn't speak to her. He didn't, you know, so, but that's why she left. She couldn't get the abortion. Um,
0: she was too far along. She was too
1: far along. So I knew that coming into this, I don't know if Mandy knew that initially. She didn't know that initially. Um, she had not gotten the ultrasound on our RV, which I didn't know when I first arrived. And the reason is she was under a doctor's care of some sort. They thought it was very confusing and they're not allowed to, to do the ultrasound if, if she's under a current doctor's care, OBGYN's care. So, um, so anyway, so that's kind of the background, 25 weeks. And so I knew you know we have our three talking points resources humanity of the baby and god mandy had covered resources humanity of the baby and some about god but i i i don't know how much but i knew that's where i had to focus that this yeah. was a spiritual battle she had basically uh, uh she knew what happens in an abortion she knows what happens in a baby uh, the the age of her child which is incredible yeah. to me she had
0: did she claim to be a believer or That was the or first like thing
1: that? i asked very good daniel the one of the very first things i said is do you know god and she said yes he was her G- and I said do you know jesus have you claimed jesus as your lord and savior and she said yes he is my lord he's my everything and i said then what do you do with this verse, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? When, when right away, I went, I went right away. I guess kind of for the jugular, yeah, because
0: you right to the, <laughs> right for the jugular, the spiritual jugular.
1: Yes, and um, and uh, and then I, I, I asked, and she just said, um, she loves Jesus, she believes in God, but she didn't know why but she she had to abort this child um yeah. i i told her i i gave many verses one of them i said let's go through some some scripture i gave her deuteronomy 30 verse 19 i had i had henry pull they pulled out a spanish bible and had henry point it out and have her read it out loud. I set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. And um, I said, so God gives you a choice. He's given you a choice. What are the choices? She said, blessing or curse. Yes. What are the the next choice? Life or death. Right. And what does God say he wants you to choose? Choose life. And what follows? Blessing. And And she says all this. And then she said, but I still don't want this baby. Then I said, you say you love God. You say that you believe and follow God. And has God ever let you down? She said, no. And then she even said, nunca, which is a word I understand. Never. He's never let her down. And I said, so this God that you claim to love, who has never let you down, is that, did he like mess up? Was he closing his eyes when he created that baby? Is that baby a mistake? And she said, no. Does God not know your situation? This God who has never let you down, but created that life inside of you knowingly, does, does he not know what's going on in your life? And she said, no, he knows. Well has this God who has never let you down who created this child and who knows your situation is is that a God you want to defy now and take the life of that of that child and she would pause and say no at first and then she would say but I I don't want this baby I don't want to have this baby so then I brought her to Romans 10:9 um, if, if you believe in your heart that, or if you proclaim with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised, raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. And I said, um, have you ever done that? And she said, uh, Jesus is her Lord. And I said, okay, well, let's break that verse down, proclaim with your mouth. What does that mean? She knew that man, you say it, you, you express it. That Jesus is Lord. Asked her what that meant. Again, like so often happens, which is why we spend so much time on podcasts in our training saying really focus on that. She did not know what that meant. Um, yeah. Not really. She said, he's everything. He's all. He's in control of everything. But she never personalized it. What does that mean to her? And how right. someone who claims Jesus is Lord of their life, how are we to respond? She never was able to answer that until, you know, right. I went into, well, if money is Lord of your life, pretend it is. Well, would you do anything to, to get money? Yes, anything. I, You know, lie, steal, whatever it took to get money. How about if your boyfriend... And I purposely say this one, how about if your boyfriend is, um, is Lord of your life, would you go in that abortion center and kill your baby? And that did, this is when for the first time I'd been talking probably an hour at this point with her. And for the first time, the, the just bizarre, um, rebellion, against God, despite knowing that everything I was saying was true and was biblical. At that point, something kind of shifted in the look on her face. And she said, but my boyfriend wants me to keep the baby. And I said, I know. But if he was Lord of of your life and he said, kill that baby, would you do it? And she said, yes. And I said, then who's Lord of your life right now? Because it was her. She was Lord of her life, right. not Jesus. She was she was going to go in and kill that baby because she wanted to kill the baby. She didn't know why, but she, she did. She didn't want to have the baby. So yeah. then I said, "Now, if Jesus is Lord of your life, what's the sixth commandment?" And Henry got that um, in the Bible for her, which is "Thou shalt not murder." And I said, "If Jesus is Lord of your life, what it what will you do?" and she said i i won't kill my baby i think she did use the word kill my baby then daniel we talked about how moms never say that but i think at that point she did she yeah. said I, I won't then i won't kill my baby and i thought victory i thought we've got we've got the victory for god and and for this baby at that moment because she got it she understood henry yeah. even turned to me she doesn't speak english so he was okay saying this and he said Something just changed. She understands. That's what he said. And that's what I felt. And that was where um, there's this battle between life or death, blessing or curse, spiritual battle between good and evil. It was so palpable with this woman. And all I had seen up to this point was evil winning. I was hearing Satan's voice speaking to her through her. At that moment, the battle shifted. And I, I really felt like she understands and, um, and she gets it. And she was quiet for the first time. She wasn't trying to counter everything. She was just listening. Yeah. Um, and went on. And then I don't, I don't remember exactly what else we were saying along the same vein. Going, I, I, I asked her if she reads the Bible. She does not. She has a Bible. But she doesn't read it. And I said, yeah. you will never know Jesus as your Lord if you don't know what he says. And you won't yeah. know what he says if you don't read your Bible. So the first thing, you need to read it. Don't just have it. Um, you need to read your Bible. And, um, and she said, but I, I'm not good. I can't be good. I can't do this. And I said, you're right on your own power. You cannot but if Jesus is Lord of your life, and if you submit your life to him, do you know what the Bible says? It says the Holy Spirit en- enters us. And do you know what the, the, the role of the Holy Spirit inside of us is? It's to guide us into righteousness. It's our comforter and our guide. And you can do all things, the Bible says, through Christ who strengthens us but not if you keep rebelling against him and not if he's not your Lord, then yep. that Holy Spirit is not guiding you. It is not helping you to be righteous, but you can be with God. We can do all things through God. Again, that was a point at which I'm seeing her now. She's she's looking really um, like this is what she wants. Yeah. And then I said, do you know the story about Daniel in the lion's den? And she didn't. That shocked me. Someone who yeah, claims it's shocking. <laughs> who doesn't know the story of Daniel I know, it's in like the lion's David
0: den. and Goliath. If you don't know David and Goliath, how in the world could you even be a Christian? I don't, you know, or even ever have been to church I if you don't, don't know Daniel know. in the lions, Dan. By that same token, it's like I a, don't know. That's, so it's a pretty basic. story So I told her the, her the story.
1: I told her the basis of the story, the basic story, and said Daniel was so in tune. Loved God so much, had had decided that he would not um, abandon his God no matter what, and and that meant turning and praying to God, and he would not bow down to a false idol, and he was thrown yeah. into the lion's den. And I said, "Do you know what happened to him?" And she shook her head. <laughs> she didn't know. And I said, "Well, these are hungry lions. What do you think happened to him?" And she said, they He was eaten. He was killed. I said, no, that is what should have happened. But God shut the mouth of the lions. And Daniel was rescued the next day by the king who didn't know God, but pulled him out of the lion's den unscathed. There's not a wound on him. And I told her, you're in a lion's den right now and you can either be eaten by the lions and that's Satan, or you can let God close their mouth. And that's by choosing God and choosing to follow him no matter what. And so at this point, We, we really believe that, that there's been this shift and that she is going to choose life. And, um, it goes on for a while. And again, she said, but I don't want this baby. I don't want to have this baby. Um, so, uh, the, the last thing that I really wrestled to even tell her about was my own background as opposed to board of mom and, and the lifelong regret and sorrow and that there are consequences and they, they yeah. can be lifelong and they are lifelong with, with a choice like, um, like murder. Like aborting your own yeah. child. And the reason I'm, I'm out there, one of the main reasons, well, it's not anymore. It was what brought me out there, um, was I know what these women are doing. And, yeah. and, and I would not wish it on my worst enemy. And then I pulled out, I've been painting these rocks with pictures of babies on them and a verse, um, which is, um, the, um, Jeremiah 1 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So I, I pulled one of my rocks out and I said, I'm going to give this to you. And I want you, and Henry told her what this verse said. And, um, and then, uh, uh, I, and I'm, I'm going to pray that every time you look at this rock, you will remember it is God who formed this baby in the womb, just as he formed you. And he has a plan and a purpose for both of you. And, yeah. um, she had not been willing to give any information to anyone, apparently, um, up to this point, the, the nurse and the counselor did not have even, her, uh, I think they had her first name. That's all. So, um, yeah. I said, would you give me, I, I, at that point actually did say, I don't know what else to, to tell you. I, I don't know what else to say to you. <laughs> it had been going on two hours yeah. now. Um, and I said, would you be willing um, to let, um, consider our mentorship program. I described it. I told her I can have, um, our Spanish counselor talk with you about this, uh, because she also, I think had to get going at that point. Um, and so did the driver of the RV and so did our nurse and so did our counselor. So I said, would you be willing to, um, have a Spanish counselor call you um, either this afternoon or tomorrow and talk with you about the mentor program. And she said, yes. Uh, So she gave me her name and phone number. And, um, and then we, we hugged her. We prayed with her. And as you have taught us so well, Daniel, we prayed at her, reiterating (laughs) all the reasons for why she needs to follow God and not listen to the voice of Satan. And, um, and love her baby and we would help her. And of course God would help her. And we all hugged her and, and she got off. I did call our Spanish speaking counselor and asked her to contact her later that day, which she did. And, uh, and a very brief conversation. She said, the woman was saying again, I'm, I, she was lying about some stuff. She said she had an ectopic pregnancy. Yeah, right. At five and a half months, and she said, you know, it's right. obviously not an, e- um, and and that she she did not want this baby. So, um, so I don't know what's going to happen. I'm. It's this is the day after all of this has occurred. I have texted her using instant translator in Spanish with verses. I know she's received them she hasn't responded. That's the story and that's what I did yeah. that that's so um tell us everything we did wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't, I don't know I wasn't there and I'm certainly not in a position to tell you what you did wrong on the mobile ultrasound unit cuz that's your that's your territory there. Um I would ask though in the course of the conversation and I know this is this is like probably everybody who's listening right now is probably thinking did you mention adoption?
1: Oh, we did. That's we almost did. like from the beginning. Yeah, I'm course. sorry that I didn't mention that. I texted um, uh, our counselor on the RV, Mandy, immediately and said she doesn't want the baby. Okay. And she knows it's wrong. She, by the way, over and over, she, she said it's wrong. I did talk about the yeah. pain that that baby would experience. We know that is without a doubt. After 20 weeks, that baby is experiencing probably excruciating pain. And I described in yeah. detail. She knew all that. Um, but yes, Mandy mentioned adoption, shared with our, shared the resource of our person that would walk with her through adoption, talked about open adoption. I spoke about adoption. So yes, she, that, and she, she said, absolutely not. She would rather kill the
0: baby. Yeah. 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 And you know, just, we did a podcast months and months ago about adoption and mentioning adoption and. Yeah, because I know that's like for brand new people, especially it's like one of the first things that they think about or that they even mention to a mom. uh, Why don't you place this baby for adoption? And the reality is that a lot of times that's that's a conversation stopper right there. That's a that's a no go (laughs) talking to these women because, you know, we've talked about and we talked about this in that adoption podcast is you're asking a woman to go from doing. And thinking about doing one of the most selfish things she could do, which is take her baby's life through abortion uh, to doing one of the most selfless things that she could do, which is placing her baby with a family. Um, and, and and that's a, that's a selfless thing for a mother to carry a baby for nine months and place that baby with another family. Right. Um, so you're asking her to go from zero to a thousand in like five seconds. And that's a hard sell. And the reality is that these women that we encounter at the abortion center. And again, I'm not painting them in a picture. Listen, we're all, um, if we're honest, selfish, right? Mm-hmm. And especially before we knew the Lord living selfish lifestyles. Right. But these women that come to the abortion centers are wrapped up in selfishness and they want to you know, protect their, their finances or their reputation or the status quo or whatever. And it boils down to selfishness. And again, trying to get them to do a selfless thing like adoption is, is a hard sell And that's evidenced in the fact that, like what you're talking about, when you talk about adoption, a lot of times it's, well, I would rather have the abortion than give this baby to another family. Like to us, that doesn't make sense. Right. right? That that doesn't make sense. You know, abortion's wrong. You know that there are families out there that would adopt your child. And we know that. Right. We have we have families that are ready. They're ready to go. They would adopt on the spot. They would sign whatever paperwork needed to be signed. um, And yet she's just unwilling. And many of these women are just unwilling to choose adoption because of really, I could, I could never do that of how that would affect me. right? It's, it's selfishness, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but it's not that we don't talk about adoption. We certainly do. It's certainly like an obvious um, alternative to abortion. And um, I know in that conversation, you guys talked about it along, you know, as, as appropriate and brought it up, but certainly in these situations, um, the tendency might be to heavily focus on adoption. Uh, in reality, that'll just turn that mom yes, off completely. Uh, and She'll shut down. Exactly.
1: And that's why we, why we didn't. There was another thing that I thought was really pretty critical that I just remembered um, when she was saying, but I still don't want the, this baby. And I said, and what will you tell your boyfriend who wants this baby and, and the other children? And she said, I'll tell them I had a miscarriage. And I said, this is what happens with sin. First, you're going to commit the sin of murder, and then it leads to the next sin, which is lying about that murder, the cover-up of that murder. And you see, this is the path of becoming a slave to sin that Satan leads us on when, when yeah. we rebel against God. And then the opposite is true as well. Take that first right step and see how God will reward and bless and um and I'm saying I'm not saying your struggles will cease but in your conscience and in your heart and in your ability to um to take the next right step after that
0: Yeah 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 that's good I I would think I don't know how much um how much more in this conversation and and really adding to what you've said that I'm going to be able to add as far as value to it to me I know you guys did a great job pouring into her the reality is though it's up to the lord yeah to change her heart yeah. we've so we we plant seeds we water seeds but it's up to the lord to change a heart and you guys who are listening you'll receive this um this podcast a couple of weeks probably after we have recorded it cuz we record ahead of time a lot of times so um but still I would hope and pray that this mom is still not uh, aborted, Right, that she's still carrying that baby. And so guys pray, pray for that young lady, pray. She's still going to be in that spiritual battle. Unfortunately in this country, she's 25 weeks along and, uh, she couldn't have an abortion at the abortion centers in Charlotte, but there are places that will abort her baby for her all all the way up to, you know, all, all the way up through pregnancy. I mean, the episode that we did, um, Interviewing the young lady, he went to New York to have a late term abortion like this. This young lady could go there and have a late term abortion. And there are certainly people in the pro-abortion world that would help her and would pay for her abortion. There are organizations, these terrible, wicked organizations that actually raise money to help women like her kill their children in late term abortions, which are kind of expensive and definitely dangerous, certainly for the baby, but also for the mother. Right. Yeah. And so just as you guys remember, lift this young lady up in prayer. There's this fight. There's this battle in her heart and her mind. And the reality is she needs to know Jesus. She needs an encounter with the Lord. She had an encounter with Vicki and with Mandy and the other folks on board the mobile ultrasound unit. She had an encounter with the truth of God's word. And there was some evidence of that spiritual warfare playing out and evidence of the Lord taking ground in her heart. And yet, her heart was still hardened in some ways. Although I trust that as she stepped off that mobile unit, um she was more uh she was more along the lines of choosing life than she was before she she came on
1: that was, what, still that though was the devil speaks lies. that was our sense when she first got off and it was a little discouraging to hear what our next counselor heard but I think she might have been just worn out I would be yeah. after the, after that yeah. battle but
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah I like what you said when you said um uh that it looked like God had gained grace ground in her heart. Um really talking about it as a battle, it is truly warfare. It is truly a battle yeah. and and sometimes you have to fight longer than you think you have the strength to fight or even than you think yeah. is wise. You just you fight till you have nothing left. And that's I mean Mandy did until she said, "Vicky, I I have nothing left to say." And I came to that point as well. I I I don't know what else to say. I I given you everything i've everything i've got everything the holy spirit has given me it's up to you and and god
0: yeah 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 and i don't think just to kind of wrap this episode up i don't think that's a bad thing yeah i think you labor as long as you can as long as the lord gives you things to say and as long as the conversation continues but there does come a point where you've got to wrap up the conversation and you've got to leave it between them and the lord because Because of that spiritual warfare that's going on and because of all that demonic stuff going on in their hearts and their minds, you can go on endlessly with these women. Again, they're grasping for something. She's grasping for a justification to abort, and she's grasping for a justification to not abort. And that fight's going on. We can do our part and fight the battle as much as we're able, but at the end of the day, it's the Lord who gives the victory. So we've got to put it in her hands, and like you did— I think you always need to wrap up in prayer. Right. Just, okay. well, this I think I've said everything that I can. Yeah. We've given you every option that we have available. We're going to leave it in the Lord's hands. Can I pray for you? And then, of course, that prayer is one of, Lord, I pray that you open her eyes. And so I, I think maybe it will be good then, as we wrap up this podcast, if you don't mind, Vicki, um, for me to pray for that young lady. That would be great. So I just want to pray for her. That that happened just yesterday as we're recording this podcast on a Thursday. So that happened on a Wednesday. And so we're going to be praying for her. I want you guys, again, who are listening to this a couple of weeks after, just to agree with me in prayer and lift that young lady up in prayer. But let's pray for her right now, uh, Vicki. Yes. Father, we pray for this young lady. God, you know her name. You know her situation. You know the struggles. You know the fight that's in her heart and in her mind. God, you know that spiritual warfare that's going on. You know all the things that are happening behind the scenes. But God, we pray for your grace and your mercy to enter into that young lady's heart. Now, I just pray, God, for the words that were spoken yesterday by Vicki and Mandy and others, um, that those words would resound in her heart that they would echo in her heart and in her mind, the truth of your word, the truth of who you are, the truth of her accountability to you. God, your mercy and your love toward her, but also your justice that you'll bring if she chooses to. Take the life of her child. And so, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that this young lady would have an encounter with you. Maybe she's alone, even praying right now, God, that she would sense your presence and your nearness and feel the conviction of her sin and her need to run to you. And, God, she would run and put her trust in you, Lord Jesus. We pray for this little baby that you would protect her child. She may try to do something silly and um, maybe go to New York and have an abortion or some other state that allows abortions up to that, that age. Or even do something at home, um, just getting on the Internet, something that would harm her and harm her baby. So, God, we pray that you would protect that baby against that and protect her against that. And you would just silence the voices of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Silence the lies, demonic lies that come to her mind and to her heart. And I pray that this young lady would find comfort in you in Jesus name.
1: Amen. 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 Thank you, Daniel.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we appreciate you guys joining in on this podcast. We appreciate you guys just agreeing with us in prayer. And as I said, continue to lift that young lady up in prayer. Ultimately, she needs to know the Lord. Guys, reach out to us if you have subjects you'd like for us to cover, if you have some encouragement for us. Heck, we can use some encouragement. This ministry is pretty intense, as we've described in this episode. And as you guys know who are listening, this is an intense ministry, so we need some encouragement. We need you guys to be praying for us for sure. Just know that we're praying for you and uh, encouraged by what God's doing through you guys. If you have subjects you'd like for us to cover in future podcasts, um, things that come up, that have come up in ministry out there, we'd love to cover those subjects. So reach out to us. Again, reach out to us with questions, with encouragements. You can reach me at Daniel at lovelife.org. You can reach her at Vicky at lovelife.org. But until next time, God bless.
1: God bless you all.
0: Give me an outlet for gratitude I know it will cost me my life But nothing's too precious since I met you